At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included. All while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Minnesota Tim Jake's Takes Madness Woo! Man, nothing like that intro that fires me up So much you want to play it twice So much that I want to play it twice Do you think Muse, the band who wrote the original song, will ever want to like sue us for copyright, like get their money? I hope not. I'm banking on them not listening to the Minnesota Tim podcast unless I title the episode something about their song or something about yeah. their band name where well, they're tuning in and then they want to sue us. In a way, it might be kind of... I almost want them to find out and sue us in terms of if they found out. That means we're probably a big enough podcast that Muse, one of the bigger rock bands in the world, um, knows about our podcast, which means a lot of other people probably know about our podcast. So we probably have the money to spare to pay them a few dollars to use a version of their song. So that's kind of the way I'm thinking. And you would think that they would be grateful that we're doing this because... It's just a part of the song, and it's you doing it. So maybe mm-hmm. listeners are going to go to YouTube, or go to iTunes, or go to LimeWire and start downloading <laughs> this song because they're interested in how mm-hmm. it sounds from the actual band. So I think they should actually be paying us for teasing the song as much as we are. It is free advertising. That's true, and it's like a ten-year-old song. So you know how many. People are talking about Madness by Muse from 2012. So I'm telling you, I think free pub. It is free pub. Yeah, I I think they should be paying us. Mm -hmm. So you went on a trip Mm -hmm. two weeks ago. 
Mm-hmm. I went on a trip last week to Duluth for a missions trip for church. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your trip to the waters that are bounded by yeah. land. Boundary Waters trip was good. There wasn't anything too crazy to report. Weather was good. Friends were good. Um, Did you see any animals? Didn't really see any. Uh, you know, we've seen moose before. Um, we've never seen a bear up there. But yeah, no, we didn't see. I mean, we saw fish. We, Do you know our, that there's bears in Watertown and Delano right now? Are there? Multiple yeah. or was there just one sighting? I think there have been multiple sightings. Our oh. cousin, Amanda Hokinson, was driving on that gravel road by the apple farm, by the yep. apple tree farm, and mm-hmm. a bear went right in front of her. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 There's a bear here in Litchfield like three or four years ago that walked through town, and that was quite the uh, social media. Um, onslaught when it came to posting. So yeah, bears are a big deal around mm-hmm. you know our yeah. area. Invading our territory. Oh, are you watching the US o- or the US Open? The British Open? Oh no, I don't have it up on the TV. It's kind of the TV's behind me and mm. to the left. Behind and to the left. <laughs> Homa just stuck one like this will be great content. Um Homa just stuck one like a few inches away f- for a tap in. Oh, mm. geez, and now Harmon just chipped in from the fringe for a par save. Wow. I don't know anything about this guy, but I just see that he's he's got four birds today. He's, he's eight under. He's leading. Ooh, Harmon. He's a good putter. I know that about him. Not a very long hitter, but the thing about the Open is that long-distance hitting is negated because it's so firm and fast out there on the fairways. Yeah. Well, especially when you can just chip in like this guy just did. Harmon just did. You don't even need to putt. Seriously. Just chip it in. Do you have um, some like love fest with Rory? Is that why you called your name Rory Superfan? Yeah. So, I, oh, yeah. That's, I forgot I did that. Yeah. So, we, we decided every year we decide to, or I should say, I decide how our fantasy football draft order is going to be set. Mm, you decide it? Well, not the order, but like some sort of game or oh, sure. way to determine what the picks are or what the order is. Um, so like last year was a, probably my best one. I we watched a deal or no deal game on YouTube, and everyone got to pick a case, and then whoever's case had the most money would have the first pick, and whoever's case had the least amount of money would have the twelfth pick. Mm. Um, so that was fun. Other than the first case, the lady opened was a penny, and that was mine. So I was the twelfth pick after one minute of watching the video. So that was just <laughs> anticlimactic. But this year, I decided that every we did a random order for picking golfers at the open. Um, and so I actually know we did from worst to best for record last year. So I was the third worst last year, which not usually where I'm at, you know, I'm pretty mm-hmm. fantasy, fantasy savvy, but mm-hmm. I was, my team was horrible last year. So I picked uh, Rory. I figured out the hot streak with the, uh, Scottish open win. I, I went with Rory third overall and felt good about it. So he's got a couple of birdies today. So hoping just, just top six. Doesn't need to win, but just top six. So Yeah, I'm curious. Why didn't you pick Brian Harmon? I had thought about it. Yeah. But there's a small detail. I have never heard of him. Hmm. And yeah. he was not on the, the top 20 odds. So I, was, yeah. I, I honestly, I wanted to go with Homa. But I figured at third overall with Rory sitting there, like Homa's a good pick a little later. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I got to take the the proven 
you know, asset that is Roy McElroy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's guaranteed at least a top ten, top twenty finish. That's kind of what I was hoping, just to not be the twelfth overall pick for fantasy. You know, just be the top, you know, handful. Roy's consistent; he's not going to be cut, sort of thing. Where Homa, I feel like, is higher risk. So, although if you do get the final pick in fantasy, does that mean you pick again right away? It does, but I, I've picked four out of the five, uh, four out of the five last years. I've picked twelfth, so. Mm. I'm just for the sake of something different. <laughs> I kind of want to pick somewhere else. So yes, yeah, yeah. There's that fantasy update that nobody wanted. Yeah, yeah, yep. So you, we were going to record Thursday morning, mm-hmm. and something came up. You were hunting for a car mm-hmm. search, and give us a little update on this. This is the first time I heard this. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, anyway, the Bundle Riders were great. Got home. Holly wanted to go camping by herself for a few days. So she drove and fishing. So she drove down south by kind of Winona area. By herself? Um, yeah. Really? Just camps by herself? Yeah, just camping, just tent and fishing and cook meals. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, she parked the Equinox, went to check that she was in the right location, and then got back in the car and the car was completely dead the engine wouldn't turn over got it towed and then they looked at it and said yep the engine is shot and we're like oh okay that's a and this is in winona now she's in winona she's in winona and then i was mm. working at shadowbrook um was well, she, good thing she likes to camp <laughs> well so yeah pop up you know father paul came and picked her up and you know, we looked at what we should do. The new engine was $8,500, which the car itself is probably right in that range of value. Mm. Um, used engine was $6,000. But again, do we want to drop $6,000 cash on something like that? When we were, we were looking at getting a new car anyway, eventually, this like within a year or something, we were kind of thinking about it. Mm. So we're like, well, maybe now's the time. So... Yesterday, from drove down to Winona, Holly picked out a nice... Well, I picked out the truck online. Holly went and looked at it last week. You went to Winona to buy a car. Went So, well, we just traded in with the place that we dropped uh-huh. it off, the Equinox. We did the trade-in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Got a ripe $250. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> How many miles did the Equinox have? Hundred like thirty-five. Oh. Hundred and thirty five thousand, that's not too much. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. yeah. The worst I think the worst part was when the guy was like, Yeah, this happens to equinoxes. And I was like, Oh <laughs> great. <laughs> it's the nice. blue one, right? Is it your blue one or is it her car? Her car. Blue ones? Oh, the her gold, car. Okay. Like the crossover, yeah. Mm, okay. So we up, we upgraded to a truck. We got a Chevy Colorado. It says like wow. a, Yeah. What year? Do you know? 2019. Do I know? Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I bought it yesterday, but I have no idea what year it is. Wally ball sacks. That's amazing. What's it? Are you looking at them? Yes. I'm. What color? Uh, the it was like a it's like a kind of a dark red, like not a bright red, but not a maroon. Oh yeah, I see it right here. Red. Hendrick shovel shovel Chevrolet. Is that where you bought it from? <laughs> Doll. Doll Chevrolet. It's wow. probably still listed on their website. That's an amazing truck. Is it? Yes, that looks oh. so gorgeous. It is. It is nice. We have. It's. Mm. It, I mean, are you gonna drive it or is Holly gonna drive it? 
Ah, uh, well, that's what we had to figure out. We're gonna do a little, a little half and half, I think, because yeah. it's got obviously the, the. We were looking for something with four wheel drive, and that's steady in the winter for Holly. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, trucks don't get. I mean, that actually, it gets like eighteen to twenty four miles to the gallon, which her car was only getting like twenty six anyway. Is it a so, diesel or gas? It's just gas. Okay. Yeah. So we're thinking during like the fall and spring at, for school, I will drive it because it's only a mile. And then during the winter, when the weather is questionable, um, mm. she will drive it. So we're wow. going to have – this will be the first time. I, I don't know if you, how you guys are. It's always been my car, her car, and then it feels weird to drive each other's cars. Mm-hmm. It's really possessive. And now we're, we're going to try this whole 50-50 what your car is my car and my car is your car situation. Interesting. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Um yeah, so that's, you know, I had to drop $30,000 on a new truck. Yeah, I was just about to ask how much it was because I'm looking at these trucks and I see $31,000, $32,000, $33,000. Um, and these are all used, it says, mm-hmm. in Rosedale and Coon Rapids. And yeah, wow, that's awesome. But we were thinking but, about it, like even like an Equinox, like you're still looking at low 20s for a new Equinox. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, we wanted something a little better. If you, you know, obviously we had to take out a, a car loan for part of it. Like, what's the difference if it's 30 or 24? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. at that point, it's, you know, a couple, you know, 20, 30, $40 a month difference in your payment. You know, that's not, a, I mean, I know it's a big deal, but it's also not a big deal, right? So right. We, yeah. we wanted to make sure we got something reliable, strong, trustworthy. I want that truck. I look at it. How many passengers does it seat? Four. Well, I guess four. five technically. You could. I think you could squeeze a third person in the back. But yeah, yeah. four yeah. comfortably. Is it four door? Yep. Oh wow. Well, I don't know how many trucks are not four door anymore. I'm not a truck guy, so I don't really know. But, yeah. Yeah. Me neither. That's why I'm asking these questions. Um, but yeah, I think most of them are four door now. And the biggest reason, honestly, too, besides that, she has a kayak, um, and she wanted to be able to take her kayak places easily. And it was not easy with the Equinox. So now she can just slide the kayak in the back of the truck. We're going to have our Dan Dressel weld a little kind of attachment to the truck that you can, you know, put on the tow hitch sort of thing. Mm, yes. That, that'll that hold the end of the kayak, um, you know, because it'll stick out a little bit. Um, is he a welder? Is Dan Dressel a welder? He is. Yeah. So that was his first career. And then he quit. That. He actually works for the city of Plymouth. So I don't know if you've Ooh. ever seen him driving around. I have no. not seen him driving around, but but he works in Plymouth. Drive, you know, he'll. I snow- see Coon Rapids people driving. Around. I know, I, I know you're not really close to Plymouth, but you know, I bet that's a it, nice gig. It is a good gig. Yeah, he's happy with it. Works early, gets home early often. Um, the snowplow days get long. It sounds like it sounds like mm. there's a few times this year where he like slept overnight because he they were snowplowing so long. Mm. Um, that makes sense. But anyway, but yeah, so he welds in the side still. Um, did you know his parents live kind of by, this is again. The Powax, yeah. The Powax, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Yep. Yeah, they bought that farm. Yep. Yeah. Again, um, just riveting content for a very wide, <laughs> wide audience. <laughs> hey, to be fair, this is what a lot of people like just listening to people's lives. That is a lot of podcasts. So It is. It is. Yeah, I'm really obsessive over your truck right now i'll say you know, are you gonna buy a new truck now or yeah, you, got that, I, you got that rinky dink little kind of I mean, that little what brand is it i don't even know if i was a lustful man 
or a man full of greed, I would mm-hmm. buy it right now. Yeah, that'd be a lot to lot a lot to spring on uh, the old wife there. Hey, we got a truck. <laughs> I'm gonna do anything to blow out my engine today. <laughs> there you go. That's a good idea. Except no, I mean, but then the trade in, you know, this what's a terrible idea. <laughs> Because we lost like six to eight thousand dollars of value. It's true, mm. but then there's a reason for it. You know what I mean? True, right? Like you can't just that go buy a key, truck for the sake of buying a, key, a truck. Right. That is a key aspect. You need a reason to. Yeah. What does um, Haley drive? She drives a Toyota Camry. Mm. You know. That's still my my favorite. You had one of those? The OG. Well, that was Grandma Darlene always has had Toyotas since forever. And then she passed down a couple different ones to Jason. Um, and so I drove, that's what I drove in high school. Yeah. Before it got in an accident because of a dumb driver. Yeah. And I well, was, did not, you get money I was not dri- the dumb driver. Did you get money from that situation? Yep, we did. But they, he, Jason, well, technically it was his car. So he traded in. Uncle Dave, actually. Yeah. If you're familiar with Uncle Dave, we'll just keep I'm naming familiar. people. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. All right. So Uncle Dave, uh, he got us a good deal on a uh, Chevy Malibu. Ooh. Um, with He had kind of rebuilt it. So well, why we, didn't he go back to Uncle Dave for a truck? I did think about that because I did think about like if we brought the engine to him or something, could we save enough money that it was worth fixing? Mm. Um, but there was an aspect of us that I'm sure you've been there before. I was like, screw all of this, screw all this. I just (laughs) want to get it over with. Like, cause like here's a good, maybe talking point that's actually relatable. Um, so I don't know how you are. I'm guessing you're much more, you're like a millennial like myself, probably Mm. car dealerships. Like the whole traditional dealership thing is like haggling, right? You have to, negotiate and get the best deal and talk them down and all these things and again given our situation with our truck and having to drive to winona and i had to work at shatterbuck yesterday so we had to make the appointment pretty short and i was a little late and whatever um so we weren't really like in a position to stall Mm -hmm. but our attitude was just like, let's just get it over with. Like, yeah, yeah, it's probably not the best deal, but who cares? Like, I'm tired of dealing with this. Like, you know, screw it. Here's (laughs) $30,000. Right. But like, you know, talking to people like my dad's agent, I'm guessing your dad would be the same way. Like you got to talk them down. You got to say, you're not going to take the deal. You got to negotiate. They can give you a better deal than that. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, you're probably right. Do I want to, bug this car salesman trying to talk them down when they know everything about the car and I know nothing. Not particularly. Yeah. How would you have handled it? Would you try to negotiate the wiggle room? I would say, yeah, I don't know. We'll keep on looking something like that and see how he responds. And if he doesn't respond in a way that's negotiate, negotiable, um, yep. negotiable. I try to add the T, but it's really kind of a silent T negotiable. Um, then I would just pay for it. Yeah. Maybe when he's not looking, I'd hit my elbow against the side of the truck and, Oh, look at this. There's a little dent here on the (laughs) side. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's a couple thousand dollars. So, yeah, I I actually wouldn't do that, but you know, I'd consider it. Um, 
Speaking of was cars. Well, how was your trip? I know we kind of glossed over Oh, that. it was good. It was good. It was God was working in the details, and it was a fun trip, and the missions trip was exciting and got to talk to about the Lord to some people. So it was very nice. effective, and the youth absolutely loved it. Nice. And, um, yeah, it was a great first trip to get your feet wet. Sure. So I had one more question. Yeah. How much money did you get from that car wreck? You don't have to give exact numbers. Oh, like the Toyota one from before? Yeah. Well, so they did the that. So it, since it was an, an accident, it was paid full through like the other guy's insurance. Yeah. Basically, I was driving 40 and a guy in front of me t- put his blinker on like a right. Like he was going to take a right and a gravel road. And then he also just started whipping a U-turn and then obviously collided with him because I was right behind him. And... <laughs> Both airbags went off. My front right rear wheel well was absolutely destroyed. Windshield was shattered. Um, I think the hood was a little messed up. Lights were messed up. Whatever. So, but they gave us. So since it was through insurance, his they had to pay full value of the car. So we got. I don't know at the time it was worth three or four thousand dollars or something like that. Um, so then we okay. basically got a trade in equal to that value, which was okay. that Malibu. So it's a little different. That, yeah. Would you say that accident was worse or better than when a golf ball shattered through your windshield? Well, I mean, <laughs> the both were scary. Yeah. I saw the U-turn thing coming. Not for not a long time. Obviously, I wasn't avoided it. But first, like the second I saw him turn his wheel, like you have a moment of preparation where it's like this idiot and then (laughs) (laughs) which is pretty much what happened Um, whereas the the golf ball into the windshield was more like ah this idiot so it's kind of the inverse (laughs) um but that honestly that was more the windshield thing was more scary just because it was so out of nowhere Mm -hmm. i would be i would have crapped my pants and it was like right like head level where like on the driver's side so it literally like was eye level like right in front of me is where the the clear circle where the golf ball hit mm-hmm. and then spidered the windshield from there. Um, yeah, I pulled over. I don't know. Probably told the story before, but pulled over and looked at the two guys because I could see what hole they were on. And I could see them looking, so I pulled over and looked at them. Looked at the windshield, and I had full glass coverage. So like, because technically, I don't know if you know this, if you're on a golf course. <clears throat> What you do is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I did know that. Yep. I figured you would. But so if I didn't have like full glass coverage on insurance, I would have definitely gone up to them, got their insurance and some information and, you know, they would be paying for a new windshield. But since I had full glass, I just, I'm like, well, no matter what I go say to these two people on the tee box, it's going to look like they're going to be defensive. The co- golf course isn't a nice golf course. I'm guessing they're kind of weekend hacks just to judge them. <laughs> So <laughs> I just kind of said, screw it. Let's just go home, get yeah. killed from insurance and whatever. There's a time when I was at Shadowbrook and I was on number 10 and I was just to the right of the green and I'm a good 60 degree flop wedge player. So I'm like, I'm going to 60 degree flop mm-hmm. this onto the green. And I scalded it and I'm like, oh, son mm-hmm. of a gun. And the ball is literally floating in the air and this is going in slow motion and it is Right above Highway 7, and Highway 7 is <laughs> a busy road, and I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is not good. It comes down, hits the road, bounces off, 
<laughs> I almost owed someone a new windshield myself. But, it does, uh, like it is like it's easier to do oftentimes than you think. Like you could have a well, I shouldn't. I mean, really, if you're a good golfer, it should never happen. But even a few weeks ago, I had it on hole eight. Um, if you're familiar, it runs along the road there, yes. and I was short right of the swamp, and so I couldn't quite muscle. Like it was like a hundred and like 70 yards, I think, to the green. And so Keep I was... going the- with the story because I have to crap my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for your great reaction. But anyway, so hit the wood about, you know, 200 yards, but it was to the right. So it's like 170 to the pin. Have to go over the swamp. There's a big tree in the way, so I can't really use the fairway. So I figured I'd hit my five wood and just do like a light five wood because my five wood goes like, 200 yards, whatever it is, have to do like a three-quarter swing, five-wood. Well, not so lucky. I do a full power five-wood. And over the willow tree, and you could just see it, see it heading towards the road. And I was with Bruce and Jason and Trenton. And you see it bounce once on the road, sky up into the air, bounce onto Highway 7, and then across the road. So... Evidently, it is a lot easier to do, at least when you're not good at golf. So, that's probably about all the time I have to stall. (laughs) That's a crazy story. I can't believe you said that. (laughs) To be fair, so I stretched out the story until about three seconds before you walked in, and I ended with, that's about all I have left to stall. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you walked That's in. an amazing story. It's crazy that uh, you almost hit a car on number eight that it was on the left side of the road there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got the mm-hmm. gist of it. <laughs> Speaking of cars and trucks, Jordan Addison got pulled over going mm. 140 That's miles right. per hour in a 55-mile-per-hour zone. And my thought was, where was Jordan Addison going at 3.07 a.m.? And why was he driving 143 miles per hour? And my thought was this. You must have a girl in Minnesota somewhere. And the only reason to be driving 143 miles per hour was that he must have received a text message from that girl saying, my parents just left to be driving that fast. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's probably not uh, super promising. Although I will say back when... Training camp used to be at Mankato. You, there were plenty of guys that would get pulled over going on 169 South down to Mankato for training camp that were going 100 plus. For um, sure. But yeah, and, and he's, one question I saw online that was a good question. He has a Lamborghini already? Yeah. First purchase like, must have been. Must have been. Must have been. And I don't, I guess if I had a Lambo, would I be driving 140? Probably not, but it would be tempting. For sure. And And I mean, we've all gone fast in a car before. I think the fastest I've gone is like 95. Sure. I've never broken that 100 barrier. Yeah. And one, well, it's different too. Like I've driven to Montana where the speed limit's at 85. Then I think I set the cruise on like 92. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. Everyone's driven fast. 140 is fast though i mean that's like obviously like you 
you turn the wheel a little bit or you hit a bump. And in Minnesota, I would not trust the roads. I would not trust all the potholes that are on these highways. Seriously. You know, you hit a bump and all of a sudden you're spinning out, you're flipping, you're, you know, bad things can happen quick. So obviously in some ways he's lucky that he got pulled over and hopefully taught a lesson that, Hey, even if you like 80, 90, you're probably going to be, but 140. I mean, that's like, obviously that's booking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a good thing that he did. It's a good thing that he didn't die so that we can call him an idiot for doing something like that. Right. Yeah. Hopefully he just looks at it and goes, you know what? That was dumb, which I'm sure he's got this perspective, right? Uh, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to learn from this. <laughs> Let's not make any more bad choices. I, I will say, though, it, like, I don't know how this, you know, I've never gotten like in trouble with the law. Like going that fast over the speed limit, I'm assuming is like a felony. Like, but I don't, I'm assuming he just has to show up to court, pay mm-hmm. his fine and whatever. Cause like that's fast. Yeah, that is very fast. Is that dumber than Carl Anthony Towns' quote about their season being more successful than the Denver Nuggets? Well, I did bring it. I was wondering, I did bring a quote. It's from two weeks ago, basically, but I do have a quote. Okay. Let's hear it. Did, did you have one for today or no? That, that was mine. Oh, that it wasn't was a quote, but it's what Stummer Jordan Addison driving 140 miles per okay. hour. Um, my quote, coincidentally, and if you haven't figured out this bit, at least I'm from as far as I am concerned, I'm. Is it from Towns? I'm very one person driven here. <laughs> <laughs> when I can, um, on whether you can play with three bigs and succeed in the NBA, <laughs> Towns said, "Effing watch us." <laughs> That's my nomination. That's so funny. Uh, there's <laughs> been reports that the Timberwolves are looking to trade him right now, actually. So, Has there? Like, actually? Yeah. Because obviously that's – whether we trade him or not in the next – this year or next year, that's that's always going to be talked about for the next, you know, sure. 700 yeah. days. Yeah. Um, well, Woj or Shams hasn't tweeted it, but there's been this guy called Dropping Dimes 50. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being serious here. I'm laughing because it's funny. This dropping dimes 50 guy has been just like spot on all offseason. Like I looked back and looked at some of his tweets before the news actually happened. And he's sure. like, Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies. Uh, is like Chris Paul to the Warriors. And then like a day or two later, Chris Paul was going to the Warriors and Marcus Smart was going to the Grizzlies. So this guy, I think he has a little inside knowledge. Sure. Maybe it's like a burner account by like some Waj. And yeah. He's just, or Woj, I mean, like and he's just. follow Twitter. Hmm. Okay. Well, so what is he saying? Just that they're looking to try to trade him to somebody? He said the Timberwolves are shopping cat. Sure. Which is interesting because like, how do you, where, I don't know where you stand on this, but like the whole Lillard, you know, situation, there was kind of two uh, ways to go with Twitter it. Bio, his Twitter bio is number one source for NBA news and rumors. <laughs> well, how dare I laugh at dropping dimes? That sounds official. <laughs> Seriously. But anyway, um, go ahead. you're talking about Dame. Yeah. Well, Bill Simmons since now or like recently has been just banging the drum for like the trade that makes the most sense is Lillard for Towns and then figure out the rest. Um, as the core, because that gives the young Blazers players somebody that's good enough to help them win. You know, Scoot Henderson and um, Sharp and uh, Anthony Simons or whatever. And I guess Jeremiah Grant, because they signed him for five years, hundred like or 
170 million or something ridiculous or 200 million. I don't remember what it was way too much. Um, and then it gives the wolves, you know, Lillard, a, an adult in the room. You have a Lillard town or a Lillard aunt and kind of, I guess if you want to count Gobert as the core, but really it's Lillard and Ant are the reason you're going to be winning games. Um, but the towns thing before all of that happened, right? The Blazers were looking to try to add somebody to Lillard, right? That was mm-hmm. the whole plan. Yeah. And the there was lots of rumors about Simons and the third pick being available. And there was rumors that they asked the Wolves about it and they wouldn't put towns on the table. Hmm. Which if you're, you know, you have a 21-year-old aunt adding Simons and a uh, Scoot Henderson, for example, like that's a pretty good little core you have that in the next two to five years, like should develop into quite the core. Mm-hmm. And you reset your cap a little bit so you're not just getting obliterated by it. Um, you still have Nas, you still have Gobert, you still have Jaden McDaniels obviously added to that young core, like... If you're going to trade Towns, that almost seems like that might have been the deal. Now, if you get Lillard, you know, that's pretty good. Other than, I think, three years from now, he's owed like $60 million. Um, but for the short term, that'd be a great deal. What, what do you mm-hmm. think? What, what does Dropping Dimes think? <laughs> well, Dropping Dimes just tweeted a couple of days ago that Harden to the Clippers is happening. Maury is stalling, trying to get more from Los Angeles. So that I believe, because drop- that, that's kind of been around too, that everyone says, well, and it's basically just whenever Maury wants to cave and accept a deal because mm-hmm. it's going to happen. It's just a matter of Maury, how long is he going to hold out? So that, yeah. that, that would check out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, he's got, he's, he knows what he's saying. Um, my takeaway in the towns thing, and I was going to talk about it a little bit later was that I don't know if there's a championship contending market for towns. I feel like the market for towns is like the Houston Rockets where like mm-hmm. they're a borderline playoff team. Maybe with Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, like they're yep. not a playoff team, but maybe they could be the tenth seed or ninth seed trying yeah, to get playing, into that yeah, play-in yeah. game. Um, and then they would trade for Towns just to kind of put them over that edge. But mm-hmm. I don't think there's a trade situation like Kevin Love for Andrew Wiggins, where a team is going to trade for Kevin Love and he's going to be that third piece of the championship team, like, like, uh, like, like he was. And I, and I don't think that's out there for Towns right now. I don't see a team out there that's going to make Towns 30% of their salary cap, regardless on where he goes. Yeah, And he's going to be that missing third link to a championship-level team like Love, like Shaquille O'Neal was to Dwayne Wade back in 2006. Yep. I just don't see that. So, when, and, then, and then also just the Wolves side of it, like there's nobody that has – value that the wolves want back either mm-hmm. you know I, again right. lillard would be an exception if you get lillard you'd say all right sounds good but you're right the teams that could use cat for the most part don't have assets that the wolves would want because like as much as we rip on cat obviously he's still 20 automatic 20 points a game 10 rebounds like he, high percentage shooting big like clearly he's an effective player in a lot of ways like he is he's not a bum as much as mm-hmm. we joke about him and whatever. So like the wolves can't just give him away either just because they're a little tired of his antics. Like he's a great player still, obviously, you know, he's always flirting with all NBA when he's healthy the whole year. Like he's right there. So like teams value him and we value him as they should, 
Um, so they're not just going to give him away either just for like a couple dumpy, you know, two first round draft picks and a dumpy prospect, right? They're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes it hard too, is you need somebody with assets who also can make him the second or third piece, right? Like, like you said, like the Rockets could do that, but then again, they have some, a couple of young players and a couple picks. I mean, cause they do have a lot of picks from the Harden trade and for sure. Um, I think they tri- from trading Russell Westbrook, maybe too. I don't remember. They got a bunch of picks though. Yeah, um, and they got a couple of young guys too that could send. And a couple over. of young guys that maybe the Wolves talk themselves into it if they get. You know, I don't even know who he'd get Jalen Green or Jamari Jamari Something Smith like, or I don't know. Yeah, but, one of those guys. Yeah, they're all the same. Goon get another center back. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got the big, like seven five. Uh, what's his name? The big, like Russian kind of guy, um, Boban. He's always, but yeah, Boban. They have Boban, Mar the goldfish guy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh. I'm pretty sure Boban's on the Rockets. Hmm. Anyway, well, that I had. Do you have anything? I don't think so. Um, hmm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Deep thoughts from Jake. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Appreciate you making the podcast a part of every day. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. We would greatly appreciate that. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah. Wait, did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.